This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody, to BXB, the new Yankees podcast with Sweeney Murdy, Keith McPherson. It's episode four, the Lou Gehrig episode. I guess, Keith, we've got lots of Yankees uniform numbers to uh, to keep <laughs> this moving and uh, keep the theme working there, right? Uh, it was a uh, it was a fun weekend, and I don't think you expected it to be. Uh, let me remind everybody, it's uh, BXB from Odyssey, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we talk Yankees. And uh, Keith, last week, heading into the weekend, you were a little pessimistic about the chances in this Rays series. Oh, yeah. I mean, and going into the series with the lead shrinking, with Wander Franco coming back, with Drew Rasmussen coming back, I'm like, okay, these guys are set up to compete. And Kevin Cash has more than the Yankees have. If it's Kevin Cash versus Aaron Boone, I don't know. And I don't know. And I'm well, glad that no, I, I'm glad it. that I didn't know. I'm it glad that I didn't know. Well, and it didn't start out well. We'll get into all that. But well, yeah, you're right. I Friday vibes were down. Jeter ceremony was beautiful. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Listen, the uh, but it, the way it ended. Okay, they gained a game. You knock three days off the calendar, and the schedule sets up nicely. We're gonna we're gonna tell you guys a little bit about that coming up. But um, listen, the main Yankees problem, Keith, for over a month is swinging the bats, putting runs on the board. Saturday and Sunday, holy wow, what kind of an offense? <laughs> uh, Surprise me, but hey, you get the same lineup, back-to-back games. You get a couple key pieces back, some veteran guys, MVPs, and John Carlos Stanton and Josh Donaldson, and the other guys get going as well. I don't know. I think, it, it like I said, Friday was such a down day. It was such a dark day. Jeter Day spoiled by some errors and uh, some quiet bats, and then they came alive putting up 10 runs Saturday and Sunday. The stadium was rocking Saturday when I was there. The vibes with Aaron Hicks making misplays Friday night were not good, but getting the early runs, and I think that's the key. It wasn't just, like, to me, in some ways, I know they were bunched up in the first couple innings, but in a lot of ways, that's better. It takes the other, it puts the other team in a complete hole. It lets the Yankees use their bullpen, which Sunday was a bullpen game anyway, but it lets them use them in the way that you can almost script out. Uh, and, and let's not forget, Keith, you know, they, I know it wasn't their A-listers, but they did it against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is a good pitching team. You know, it would be one thing if you roughed up a bunch of nobodies on a bad pitching team. You you hit Tampa Bay pitching, and that was a good thing. Yeah, the, Tampa was hot. I think they had won four or five in a row coming in, um, maybe including Friday. I, I was respecting them. I was looking at Tampa like, hey, these are guys that know what time of year it is. These are guys that get hot in October, have been to the American League Championship World Series recently. Like, they smell blood in the water. They're coming for the Yanks. But, yes, like you said, you know, it's so much of, about Yankee Stadium is the vibe and energy of the crowd. And and me being a fan, I know it well. And Friday, 
it was a funeral in there. So yeah. quiet and uh, odd. And, you know, people didn't know what to do. They wanted something to cheer for, but there was nothing to cheer for. But then Saturday, right away, bottom of the first inning, the Yankees get to Corey Kluber, fifth time's a charm, and everyone can breathe. Everyone can relax. Everyone can have a good time. Hey, all right, here comes a laugher. The Yankees woke up and actually hit, actually scored some runs. Um, that was that was needed. That was exactly what the doctor ordered for the well, Yankees and Yankees fans. They don't have a lot of those laughers. You know, so many close games. We talk about all the one-run games, all the one-run losses, and they had a lot of uh, games earlier in there where they put up double digits and runs. But um, the you know having back-to-back games with you know the outcome really not in doubt after the second inning, that was something much needed. And I think Keith, you know, there are not really a lot of must-win games in a baseball season. Not until the final week of the season or until you're facing elimination kind of thing, but. With the Rays winning the first game of the series and threatening to cut into or even tie the Yankees in that loss column before the end of the weekend, thought Saturday and Sunday were probably as close to must wins as the Yankees could have at this point of, or any po- point of the season. Yeah, no, they were must wins. I didn't expect them to win them, but they were back against the <laughs> wall. Uh, you have to respond because if you don't respond, this is the team that's right underneath you that can close that you know, gap, close that lead on you. I think if we would have lost, if we would have got swept, I think the lead would have been down to like two games or two and a half. And it's at five and a half right now. So uh, they were must win games and the team responded and they hit more than I've seen them hit scored runs. They looked like they were having fun. Looked like everybody was getting involved, less strikeouts. Um, I don't know. It was a positive sign in Yankee land. It was, it was good vibes. This and hitting, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. I know we, you know, people get wrapped up in, you know, they don't score when they don't hit home runs. Well, home runs are scoring. Okay. They count. And I don't know why we always have to apologize for them. Giancarlo Stanton kind of did because his first one of the weekend was off of Christian Bethancourt. Um, <clears throat> it was his first extra base hit since the home run he hit in the all-star game. That was a long time ago. I mean, we got leaves changing colors now and he finally, Finally hit another home run, made up for it on Sunday with a home run off a, off a regular pitcher. Uh, looks like we've been waiting for him to get hot and provide a little extra cover for Aaron Judge. It might start. It might be happening now. Yeah, and, and it's good to see because I was upset about Thursday and Friday, John Carlos Stanton being available to pinch it, but not being in the lineup. Thursday against the Twins, loss. Friday against. Uh, Tampa in the first game loss. And it's like, okay, if he's if he's available to pinch hit, which he's not a good pinch hitter, he's not available to be the DH and, and have four at-bats in the game. Um, I don't know, something changed. Maybe the rehab, maybe the treatment uh, was good enough by Saturday. Or maybe he just gutted it out and said, hey, the team needs me. Uh, I'm going to be available. And he was. And I'm glad you mentioned the Bronx Bombers, right, hitting the ball out of the park. It was great to see Glaber Torres going the other way. It was great to see Glaber getting right. Uh, Josh Donaldson getting one, almost getting one, hot dogging and and pimping like he does. You know that's that's what's gonna come with this guy. Glaber did um, too, by the way, Keith. That shot oh, that, right on field. Friday. That, he, one, that one broke everyone on Friday. You're no, talking no, about the one Friday night. He hit even the one he hit on Saturday. I guess it was. You know that's um the first well the first one the one that went out to right. You know that wasn't a no doubter. You know run out of the box, dude. Let's go. Yeah, but see, it's so much of the show, and they want to they want to put on a show in front of the Yankee fans and pimp and be in the highlight. And 
I don't know. That's to me, those are the wrong things. You got to be thinking about the team. You got to be thinking about the game. You got to be locked in. But uh, when Glaber almost hit the one to tie it in the ninth, it looked like he pimped it a bit and it didn't get there. And everyone was just dejected game over. But that's in the past. You know, shout out to Derek Jeter. Maybe uh, his energy, it, it, it took a night to sleep on it. And then it came through. Uh, Hideki Matsui was in the building. Chris Chambliss, Jim Lairitz, a, a lot of the uh, former Yanks were back. And I felt like Saturday and Sunday, uh, the Yankees really got the culture back. They really got the Yankee way back. It looked more like Yankees baseball. They singled them to death on, on Saturday, yeah. right? Like they were just hitting the ball against Kluber yeah. um, up the middle, getting it through. And then the home run started to come. And those are a big part of it. And listen, you know, I don't know how many people saw or heard Glaber Torres' comments after I guess it was after Sunday's game. Uh, I think it's important, you know, because Glaber, you know, he takes a lot of heat because he, you know, uh, of the talent that he has, the kind of season that he had. And it looks like sometimes he's just going through the motions and you wonder if he cares or how much it bothers him. If you saw or heard Sunday's interview, Keith, you know how much it bothers him. And these guys try to put on, you know, they know they're they're part of a TV show every time the interview is on. And I think they're trying to act cool and calm. But underneath, there's a lot of stuff that bothers them. If you don't think it bothers them that they're not contributing, they're not winning, they're not hitting, just listen to Glaber's comments. You know how much it was eating him up. They don't always let it show. And I think that's something we all have to understand is that even if they're not letting it show, Keith, it does bother them. Yeah, I, I never say that these guys aren't bothered or they don't, they don't try. Sometimes I do wish for more fire, more sense of urgency, more awareness to be more locked in. But I understand there's a lot going on. And these guys know they're the Yankees, right? This weekend, they showed me that they're the Yankees because they fought. They didn't collapse all the way, right? Like people were ready for the collapse. Here it comes. Last series against Tampa. Well, they won that series and they won the season series. And they don't have to face Tampa anymore. And the Tampa Bay Rays have a little bit of a tougher route the rest of the way if, if they're going to try and challenge. It's all right in front of them. Once again, it's all right in front of the Yankees um, to get to where they got to go, win this division, get that first round by. And I know it does matter to them. I know these guys care. I know these guys are trying their best while they're without some of their best guys, like DJ, like Rizzo, like Carpenter. Um Guys are on the men, so we'll see. It's going to come back. It's going to come all together, and all you can hope is that they're getting right at the right time. Yeah, and I, and I listen, I just thought that, you know, Glaber was very revealing about how much it's bothered him, how much he doesn't feel like he's helping the team. And it, listen, and that's okay. It's easy to hide when you're winning. When you're not, if you're not producing as a player, it's easy to hide. Say, okay, it's all right. The team's winning. I've got time, even though it probably does cause them sleepless nights because this is how they make their living. But when you're winning, it's okay. Now, when you're losing and that lead starts to shrink and shrivel, now you feel like you're affecting everything. And I think that's kind of what Glaber was giving off. And Keith, these guys know that you know they don't have. The, you know, the back of the baseball card, so to speak, might not look great for some of these guys because, you know, they've played over five months. Now it's just about playing well now and winning now, and no matter what the numbers look like. Yeah. I mean, bad stretches happen. Slumps happen. You know, a guy like Glaber Torres, who is actually batting like 240, but, you know, you keep seeing 183, like yeah. through this stretch it's that he was. Break. Yeah. yeah, he's hitting 183. He knows that. But you got to shake it off. And one thing I'll say about Glaber is he's got a flair for the dramatic. He's clutch. And uh, we've seen what he does in October. So as long as he gets right here, it's all about Glaber's timing with that leg kick 
and him going like with the pitch. And that's what I was saying. It was good to see him go oppo. Like if that pitch is outside, bro, just make contact and push it over the fence and right. You got it. Um, you know, Glaber Torres is young as well. I think a lot of people forget that he's still a young man because he's been around for a few years. Well, he's 25, but, you know, he's got a lot of baseball experience that should tell him a little bit more about these things. I hate kind of putting him in the young category, but you're right. He's 25 still. He's young. I mean, Judge came up at age 25, 26. Um, Glaber came up and, you know, I think what it was is we just called him a baby. We called him a baby, but uh, he's still young to me. When I saw there was a stat that they put out. Uh, and they put him in a category. And now I don't have it. I should have saved it. But it was like Yankees under 25 with a certain amount of like home yeah, runs. Homer games, yeah. And then that makes you think like he's with legends that were yeah. under 25 doing that. Glaber Torres has some stats with Yankees greats. Um, he's still a young guy. He's got the experience, not making an excuse for him. But I'm just, I'm putting it out there to, to make people think about, you know, how you were at 25 and what the world felt like to you. Like he's still growing up some. And hopefully, uh, this October, he does what he does in October, and we forget about some of the struggles of the regular season. He's been a big October performer, a lot of power, a lot of run, you know, run production in October. Uh, sometimes just not enough, and we don't notice it because the team gets bounced, and you don't really pay attention to that. But uh, he mixed in with all the home runs were a lot of Aaron Judge singles. The guy is red hot. He's making solid contact. I think we, you know, he's still got plenty of time to attack, uh, you know, Roger Maris and the Yankee record and all that. But it is kind of fun to see him, Keith, right now. He's batting at the top of the lineup the last couple of days to go out there and get on base. He's not getting a lot of pitches sometimes, but uh, he's he's still very hot with the bat. It shows you what a good hitter he's been this year. He's leading the way. You know, we need him to lead off, and he's doing it. He's seeing pitches. Um, he's getting knocks. He's not just trying to hit the ball out. He's such a good overall hitter and player and leader, hopefully the future captain. Um, he's setting the table and uh, I'm really hoping that Xander Bogart struggles in the rest of this month and uh, the rise and, and judge oh. just keeps climbing because if judge judge is at 307, if judge can get over 310 and those guys drop a little bit and they're yes. all in that 310, 315 range, we, we might be looking at the American League triple crown. I think that would be so impressive if he's able to pull that off. I'm telling you, we talked about this last week. The fact that he is chasing down Roger Maris and could become the first Yankees Triple Crown winner since Mickey Mantle in 1956. You're talking about two of the most iconic seasons in Yankees history, and Judge is tracking him down at the same time. Now, what happened to those other guys? You know, Mantle and the Yankees in 56 won the World Series. Maris and Mantle and the Yankees in 61 won the World Series. Um that is something that, you know, helps enhance what those seasons were. But Keith, I don't think no matter where the Yankees finish, we can't diminish what kind of a season judge is having. It is a phenomenal season. Yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> it <laughs> well, is. It is the best season I think I can ever remember of someone in any sport in a contract year, a prove it year betting on themselves. You know, we all want to believe that, you know, I, I've always heard people talk, you know, kind of down about, oh, well, sure, he's doing the contract here. Keith, listen, if you or I or anybody, whether you're hosting talk shows, whether you're working in a bank or whether you're a mechanic or wherever you are, if I tell you that whatever, however you perform in your job for the next year is going to determine how much you get paid for the next 10 years, I think we'd all do our jobs a little bit better. Don't you? <laughs> yeah. You got to be at your absolute best for this year to determine the next 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Judge is locked in and you can tell his process, his approach. It doesn't change. 
everything is quiet around him. And uh, I'm just glad that he's on our team. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and a lot to look forward to this week. And we're going to get into some of that uh, here in a moment here. I want to remind you that you are listening to BXB, Bronx Baseball. It's the Yankees podcast from Odyssey with Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy. Our producer is Ryan Chichester. And we are locked in twice a week during the rest of the season and the postseason. Maybe some other one-offs too, depending on how things happen. And uh, we'll get you through the offseason as well. Uh, we thank you for joining us and hope you uh, hit subscribe, follow, review, everything you need to at Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts this week ahead Keith is kind of interesting now the Yankees have kind of pushed the Rays off a little bit you mentioned winning the season series winning two out of three that means the tiebreaker is the Yankees favor hopefully it doesn't even get that far and I don't think it will because if you look ahead here what's coming this week okay in the next 10 days here's what the Yankees have they have seven games in the next 10 days which means three off days okay two against Boston three against Milwaukee and two against Pittsburgh What the Rays have over the next 10 days is 11 games, five against Toronto, three against Texas, and three against Houston. It is a much tougher path here for the Rays, who have done a really good job through August and early September to cut into the Yankees' lead while the Yankees are struggling. Now, all of a sudden, it gets a lot tougher, and I think the Yankees are in a good position. I think so, too, but... uh can't take your foot off the gas and especially as like I said we're we're getting right we got a couple guys back um we expect some more back from paternity leave to rehab starts like now it's time to push you can't have a setback right with the Yankees from 2021 to now it's up and down up and down up and down so they're up right now yeah off day they can't have a down two days in Boston or Milwaukee you got to stay up and now you got to keep playing your best baseball in three weeks. You know, the season is over Eh, four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. um, The season is over. You have to keep going. You have to keep your foot on the gas. And I'll say this through, you know, WFAN and having to pay attention to the Mets and look at their schedule, right? They have the easiest strength of schedule in September and they had the nationals and uh, they had the Marlins and uh, the pirates. And it's not all that easy to win those games sometimes either. No. And so what I was saying on WFAN every night is, yeah, these teams might have 50 wins, but it's the end of the season for these teams where guys are trying to pad their stats, play for pride. They don't get to play in October. So you are their October. You are their World Series. You're going to get their best shot. So the Yankees are going to get everyone's best shot through the rest of these games. And if they sleep, if they don't have urgency, if they get away from their approach, they could end up losing some games here. 
Um, I don't think it'll be, you know, something where they'll be in jeopardy of, you know, completely falling out of first place, but you never know. You have yeah. to respect your opponents. You have yeah. to play up and not down to your opponents and they'll be all right. This is the time of year where it can, it can get a little dicey because of the reason you're talking about. I actually had this conversation with Mike Messina earlier this year about what the excitement was created when you're talking about the extra playoff spots. Um, and part of that is what happens in September when it, you know it's not 40-man expansion, but it is a couple extra players, maybe some younger players, and you've got a pitcher who's you know, only been in the big leagues for a week or two you've never seen before. Before you know it, he's held you to one run in five innings, and all of a sudden, you know, things get a little bit tricky. So those are the kinds of things you're talking about that can definitely affect a pennant race. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because we know uh, the Yankees, whenever they face a guy for the first time, like they face that, that kid from uh, Minnesota the other day. And I'm like, ah, here it goes. Um, they were able to get to him. Um, I forget what his name was. It was his debut in Yankee oh, yeah, stadium. Yeah. Lou, yeah. Lou Ver. Yeah. Louis, uh, Louis Varlin. Yep. Louis Varlin. I'm like, okay, here it goes. This guy's about to shut the Yankees down. Cause we've seen that before, whether it was Dean Kramer or Alec Manoa, or so many other guys that make their debut debut. And it's like, Oh, the Yankees haven't seen him. So they're not going to do anything against them. They're going to see some new guys. They're going to see some pictures. They haven't seen, but they are the Yankees. They have to be the New York Yankees. Like they talk about, like judge talks about, we're the New York Yankees be the bullies, right? Be the guys that are going in and saying, Hey, we're the best team in baseball even if you, you're not, but like, we're one of the best teams in baseball. We're going to dominate you because we have bigger fish to fry. You're just in the way right now. I think it's important to remember what you're talking about too, about the idea of getting people back. You know, Stanton took a little bit of time for him to get back and he had a little bit of an injury issue after fouling the ball off his foot last week. So now maybe he's back in one of those hot streaks. Labor Torres with a couple of days, maybe builds his confidence back up. Uh, Josh Donaldson back from paternity list and he doesn't have to be the MVP Josh Donaldson. He just needs a couple of good weeks here. And maybe that is in him. It hasn't been for much of this season. Jose Trevino will be coming back off paternity list. The Yankees are getting whole again. Uh, and the rehab assignments are, com are coming through, uh, through this week. Some of the pitchers, but more importantly, Harrison Bader began his rehab assignment. This is the guy the Yankees have waited for because center field is still a position where we know it's not Aaron Hicks. You don't want it to be Aaron Judge every day. Harrison Bader is very key here. He is key. And uh, I mean, I'm giving a shout out right now, maybe out of order. I don't know if we we have him in the order. Actually, we, we will talk about it, but Oswaldo Cabrera in right yeah. field. I mean, yeah. now that he's hitting, I'm like, uh, you know, now we got another he's option there. 25 in the middle there, didn't you? He's I'm like, can, can he play left? <laughs> like, move Judge to right field when Bader comes back and put Oswaldo Cabrera in left. But yeah, you just you want another option in the outfield. Um, because they didn't have options in the outfield, yeah. they were forced to put Aaron Hicks in left field. Ball will find you. Um, yeah. And it did twice with, with Aaron Hicks. And I mean, even before that, he had those two strikeouts. And I'm sitting in there and I just hear the stadium raining booze down on this guy. And uh, I felt bad for him. So did Boone. He took him out of there. So with Harrison Bader, that gives you another option. And then, I don't know, between Florial or Miguel Andujar and left. Or like I said, maybe Oswaldo Cabrera. They had Oswaldo Cabrera practice in first base. Maybe they could put him in left. The kid's hitting now. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. I love seeing the picture of him and Susan in the rain, him holding yeah. the umbrella. Like He's just a happy guy. He's, he, he's soaking it all in, and I'm glad he's found his bat. But yeah, ha Harrison Bader, if he is ready to rip and run and patrol center field, it's going to be a huge boost for the Yankees. Listen, you were he he played his first ex uh, first rehab game on Sunday. 
I think the good sign for me was that he uh, he got on, he stole a base, you know, like forget about what numbers, the fact that he has a, he had a foot issue, plantar fasciitis, and I've had it, you know, if you're running, if you're walking, it is really hard to deal with. The fact that he felt good enough to take off and steal a base in his first rehab game, I don't think you're that far away, Keith. It's about getting timing, getting at bats. He's, you know, he, what he showed just playing that game, and he, he DH didn't play the outfield, but, you know, he ran the bases, He's healthy, and that's what you're looking for. I feel like he's got to be so excited for this opportunity to join this team, a New York guy. Um, <laughs> I think he's ready to go. I, I don't think he would be rehabbing right now if he wasn't ready to go. I don't think it's the type of thing like, ah, maybe. Like, they waited long enough. He's yeah. He's been out of baseball for months. So hopefully he's ready to rock. And like you said, he DH'd. Uh, we want to see him potentially play some center field. We won't be using him as a DH. We literally got him for his defense. Uh, I hope it all comes together. It's like a piece of, you know, another piece of the puzzle. This puzzle is starting to come together. It's starting to look like the New York Yankees we had hoped for going into October. And Harrison Bader is a big part of that. So, you know, comfortable is a weird word, but are you comfortable yet? Because, you know, the Yankees, as we said, they've kind of held off Tampa Bay. And this week should tell us, you know, it should, even if it doesn't expand or grow too much, it should at least hold steady. Are you comfortable yet? Comfort, no comfort with this team. There is no comfort with this team. It's funny because uh, I, there's a group chat that we have. It's like uh, David Rifkin, uh, Joe's McFly, Batista, and uh, Talking Jake. And I think David texts, he said, Safe to say the Yankees are back. No, <laughs> no, that's and the, Batista's yeah, that's like, The Yankees are back. And I'm like, Just all right, we have back to back games scoring 10 runs. I think I did some research. It had been like 15 games since the Yankees scored double-digit runs. And I'm like, slow down. Yeah. They got right at home on a Saturday and Sunday where they got to the starters, you know, like, slow down. This is a team more than any other team that we've seen get hot and then go completely cold. So am I comfortable? No, I'll never be comfortable with these guys. I don't know what I'm going to get. Like, they could, go yeah. into, they could go into Boston and not hit. So what I am is... I, I am relieved. It, they showed yeah. that it is there. Their, their bats woke up again, right? We've seen so many games of scoreless innings of them not being able to get it going, not being able to get guys on, not being able to score runs. It was a relief. I kept saying, everybody breathe. Like, it's starting to look like a baseball team again and not a bunch of minor leaguers, you know, trying to play in the show. So am I comfortable? No. Relieved? Yes. It's, you know, they got players back. You know, you're right. It's not a bunch of minor leaguers. They got, a, you know, a little bit more of a representative lineup back. And I listen, I understand the need for consistency and the desire for consistency. But, you know, I don't think you can, you know, you're never going to have a team that just scores five to six runs every single night on eight singles and one home run. I mean, you are building a lineup to score and you have a lot of power hitters. Yeah, it's going to go cold. I think the, I, I think, it can go cold for a week and you just kind of accept that during the course of a season. The part that's troubling is it went cold for over a month and there were a lot of injury issues that went into that, but it still went cold for over a month. And when it goes that long, it's harder to forget, which means it's always in your mind that, listen, all it takes is being shut down for one or two days and it'll destroy a postseason series quickly. But I think that's always been possible. It just opens your eyes up a little bit more when you see them struggle so much for a month or longer. Yeah, I mean, I've we we've watched it, Sweeney. We've had no choice. <laughs> we yeah. we've watched every at bat, every inning. Like, man, 
these guys, three up, three down, like nothing going on. So, yeah, I don't know. This past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it started to look like, okay, something is happening here, whether it was the singles or home runs, even with the lineup. I'm, I, I know it is the, the most basic thing to say this, but I don't think it was a coincidence that back-to-back days, they ran the same lineup out there, and these guys were like, okay, let's do it again. We can do it again. It's a, you know, the lineup is always a function of who's available and who's healthy. And I think, you know, I think we always read a little bit too much into that. Um, You know, I think we paid, I think we pay too much attention to the actual lineup because a lot of times it is based on who's available. Um, And not every team goes out there and puts the same lineup out there. And oh, by the way, you know, the Yankees do have a lot of wins to show for it with what they were doing with that lineup. I want to ask you, though, you know, the pitching, though, is something that's important. And Garrett Cole goes uh, on Tuesday to open this Red Sox series. You know, he's, you know, a lot of punch outs. He's going to start getting closer to that Ron Guidry single season record, which I know isn't important in the grand scheme, but it is something. Um, I think it's important to see him just continue along here. He, he was peaking at this time last year before the hamstring injury got to him. He really was. I think he's peaking again now. Does it feel like it to you? I don't know what Garrett Cole. He's another one that you, you don't know what you're going to get. His last performance was great, yeah. But I, I hope he does not peak until October. Like, I want him to be I at want his full ace. Into October. <laughs> I don't want him to get shelled now and say, okay, it's time to turn on October. He needs to peak now heading into October. But see, that's the thing, right? That's what worries you. You're like, he could get rocked in one of these starts coming up, and then he questions himself for his routine. And um, he looked good in his last outing. He's striking out guys. He's got command. He's throwing the fastball. I, I, I don't know. I With Garrett Cole – I, I just hope for consistency. He's supposed to be an ace. He's supposed to look like an ace. He's back in the ace conversation, and yep. then uh, one bad outing, he's out. So um, if he can just stay dominant, stay locked in, not try and overpitch, go at guys. Like, you are the strikeout king. You are the leader in strikeouts for a reason. You can throw the ball by these guys. They can't hit your fastball. Go at them. Locate it and go at them, and, and I think he'll be all right. Listen, the ace conversation is a, a little old and tiresome because we all know what you know what it comes down to. It comes down to the postseason, right? He's been a really good regular season pitcher. You don't get ace titles by being re- really good regular season pitchers. You get them by winning playoff games, and you know, and it's not just him. There's a lot of other people that go into this mix about winning playoff games and series. So until you see it, I guess it's always to me like you're not an ace until you are one. You know, like, you know, I keep coming back to Andy Pettit got shelled for, you know, his several playoff games early in his career. We don't remember that. We remember him as a big game postseason pitcher. It took him a little while to get over that help. But once he did, we gave him the title. Garrett Cole just needs to get into that mix and everybody else has to come along for the ride. They win a few posts and it's harder now with all the games you have to win, but you win a few postseason games and series. All of a sudden you're going to give him that label and it's going to stick. I mean, Cole has been an ace. I mean, we, we talk about the sticky stuff. Hopefully like, you know, we're past that. We've seen him post stick, sticky I stuff. Stick, didn't I? That's <laughs> yeah. we, we've seen him post sticky stuff. Dominate. He's, Paid to dominate. He's supposed to be the ace of this staff. Um, I think he will be. I think he knows. Uh, congrats to him. They announced he's going to have his second kid. And, uh, you know, the pinstripes, they've been saying all week, the pinstripes are heavy. I feel like they're not heavy for Garrett Cole. I feel like if he's in his right headspace, if he's locked in, 
he can do it. And this team needs him to do it. And I feel like, honestly, they go as far as he goes because he's your game one starter. He's getting the ball. People say, are you worried about Cole? I'm like, I can't worry about Cole. Like, I gave him the money to give him the ball. Like, if I'm worried, you know, when you say, are you worried about him? Like, I worry about, okay, is there somebody else that I worry about? Do I have an option? Do I have an alternative? If I'm worried about Jamison Tyone, he pitched well the other day. Uh, If I'm worried about him, let's say, for example, what are my alternatives? What are my options? If I'm worried about Nestor Cortez, what are my options? There are no options for Garrett Cole. Why? I can't worry about him. I got to give him the ball and let it happen because that's why I gave him all the money. Yeah, he's supposed to be a lock. He's got the most experience. He's got the best stuff. He's supposed to be the guy that you're most sure about. That's why you gave him that contract to say, yeah, well, this is a guy I know I'll be able to count on. And I think they will be able to count on him. Um, yeah, like I said, his last outing was solid. We need more of that. We need more of that back-to-back-to-back. It can't be one good outing, then one down one, one all right one. Um, he's got to look the part. I'm, I'm hoping his last – String four of them in a row together. Yeah, I'm hoping his last struggle was in Anaheim where he looked like he was going to cry. He knew he had to throw a fastball for a strike to Otani, and that ended up being the game. Yeah, and that was a rough one that ended up – you know, that was a weird game. Uh, listen, we know it's about – Judge, we know it's about Cole. Those two guys have to be who they are to get the Yankees where they are. But somebody else is going to have to step up too. And I want to get to that with you in just a second. Let's remind everybody that you're listening to BXB from Odyssey. It's Bronx Baseball, the Yankees podcast uh, with Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy. On social, you are Keith at uh, Keith at Keith underscore McPherson. Mm-hmm. I'm at Yankees WFAM on Twitter. Uh, find us there and uh, go back and check out our old episodes too on the archive at Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we have some good conversations about who the Yankees are and where they're going. Uh, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where they're going this year is dependent, as we say, on Cole and Judge. But I want to ask you, I've got a couple of people in mind. One, let's start with the pitcher. One pitcher who needs to who needs to step up and be the guy to get the Yankees where they want to go. Your thought. I mean, we just spoke on Cole a ton. I think everybody knows that. So my my all right, so here's my I have a one A and one B for, for this. Okay. Um 1A is is Frankie Montas, okay. who actually settled in and pitched fine. Like, yeah, that, that game was frustrating Friday because, you know, uh, Wander Franco and then Randy Rosarena got to him quickly. I was like, oh, Tampa can't wait to ruin this Derek Jeter party. Yeah, But then without that that play not being made, 
right? If Aaron Hicks makes that play, that game is different. And then the Yankees yeah. were able to come back and score two runs. Montas was was fine. He threw the most pitches he's thrown this season. Uh, I think he had 106 pitches thrown. That's a good sign. Getting stronger. In the in the ballpark, hearing random fans yell things. Oh, this is Sonny Gray 2.0. Ah, oh, another Cashman. Uh, Cashman can't find pitching. Another Cashman trade gone wrong. I'm like, I don't know about that, folks. Like, like this guy can be a solid starter for us, and we went to get him right because you expect to see him pitch in October. Yeah. So he, if if we expect to see him pitch in October, we need him to be solid. That's my one A. But then my one B is Clay Holmes, and Clay yeah. Holmes has been solid since he's come back. Yeah. Um. He'll take you on a little bit of an adventure. Actually, two weekends ago in Tampa, you took us on a little bit of an adventure. Oh, yeah. And then the home plate ump kind of bailed us out. What, Whatever, you know, however you feel about that call, whatever. He still, it was a strike. It's it was, strike. yeah. It's <laughs> depending on the strike zone, it might not have been a strike on TV with the box, but uh, it was called a strike. And uh, for me, it's, it's, it's Clay Holmes, maybe even more so than Montas, because you need a closer that is locked down like without a doubt you it, there's no way to win uh down the stretch and in october if you don't have a guy that is going in there that you're confident can get those last three out so for me it's frankie montas and clay holmes i've got one and uh, um it, it it goes along the line with bullpen here because you know you know that you know bullpen success is obviously essential in postseason games you know you lock these got these games down in late innings and because holmes is who he is my other my I'm actually going with Jonathan Loisega because what I feel is that Clay Holmes has been effective, but he doesn't get a lot of swing and miss. He pitches to a lot of contact. And I think that gets dangerous closing games, especially in October. I think you're looking for swing and miss guys. And I think Loisega has a little bit better ability to get swing and miss. And it wouldn't surprise me if you see these roles reversed as you get into the later stages, because as I said, protecting leads and and small leads the contact becomes can become an issue um i i just feel like lawizaga as he starts to peak and i use that phrase a lot now because this is what you want from guys this time of year as lawizaga starts to show you he's more like the guy he was last year i have a feeling that swing and miss is going to play better in the ninth inning than it would the seventh or the eighth and i think you you might see the yankees try that a, a few times i I feel like he's my key because we know who the rest of the guys are here and you're getting really good performances out of, out of Marinaccio and all the setup guys. I feel like, and, and Trevino has been good since he came back uh, or since, since uh, he was traded for to me, Loisic is the key here. It wouldn't surprise me if he's closing out games once we get to October. Yeah. And, and it's interesting how they both kind of, you know, we're on the IL and had to get fixed around the same time, had to figure it out, get right. And now since they've been back, we're kind of all looking around like, hey, I think Loisig is back. I think Clay is back. This is the version of them that we need down the stretch. Hopefully it continues, and I think it will. They, they've they both been very, very solid, and we know what they look like when they're not on. They haven't looked like that lately. All right, so one position player. We, I, we know Judge has to be Judge, right? Who's the position player that needs to be the guy here besides Judge? Glaber Torres. And uh, I think in the last episode I said, what is Glaber Torres without his bat, right? Yeah. They believe in Glaber Torres because of his bat. They move Glaber Torres back to second base instead of moving on from him because of his bat, yeah. right? When Glaber Torres does not bring his power back, the Yankees aren't the same. Now Glaber Torres is hitting run- home runs again. Now all of a sudden things are clicking. Uh, whether you put Glaber Torres third or fourth, 
which you shouldn't have to put Gleyber Torres third or fourth when everybody yeah. comes back. Gleyber Torres bringing his bat and being lower in the lineup can be a sneaky weapon for the Yankees. To me, it's Gleyber Torres. Um, I would say John Carlos Stanton, but um, he doesn't play the field, and I don't think he's going to well, play the field. But it, but he's a position player. A posi- DH is a position, Keith. It's a real position, okay? It is. Let's, let's <laughs> it is. It uh, is. They. Uh, it's been around for 50 years. It's a real position, um, despite what some people like to say. Um, I, I like Torres, and you're right. Moving him down the lineup as guys get healthy. Um my inclination here was to say DJ LeMahieu because I know how good and important he is getting him back. But the more I thought about it, I actually feel it's more Anthony Rizzo um, because as we saw some of the Yankee lineups, you know, without Rizzo in there, it gets very right-handed. And you know, Joey Gallo didn't work out, so that left-handed bat is gone. A lefty power bat. I know Cabrera is a switch, and he's showing you some power, but he's more of a bottom of the order kind of guy, right? Um, Anthony Rizzo, being able to split up Judge and Stanton uh, or Torres, any, anybody in that mix, that's very important for this lineup. And if he's going to be healthy and can get his back through the final month and change here, that is the big guy. Because, uh, Keith, let's remember, the Yan- these are the Yankees, but how many – People on this team have World Series experience. Right. There aren't very many. Anthony Rizzo was one of them. I think they need his leadership. I think that is key. He was in the dugout laughing, smiling, and, uh, you know, throwing up his his uh, signature sign with Glaber Torres. And I think he's on the way back. And another part about Rizzo, like you said, the World Series experience, he's got to lead the way. He's got to show guys what to do in October or how to be locked in and that type of stuff, just kind of follow his lead. But first base, uh Marwin Gonzalez, I was worried about. I was worried about this whole time with Marwin. But, you know, he managed to get us through just fine. And luckily they scored enough runs where it wasn't a close game that came down to a couple of mistakes at first. Yeah. But you don't want Marwin Gonzalez at first base every day. You need a gold glove Anthony Rizzo who cleans up everything, whether you have IKF throwing the ball from shortstop or third or a rookie in Peraza at shortstop or – uh, Josh Donaldson, who sometimes his throws can be all over the place. You need Anthony Rizzo to lock it down defensively. And like you said, his left-handed power bat in between Judge and Stanton and just having that lefty power bat in the lineup, him coming back uh, for this stretch run into the postseason is huge. This is what you re-sign that guy for. This is what you want a World Series guy like that for. I uh, hope he's good with the headaches and the back the rest of the stretch because he is going to be very important for the Yankees. He was the MVP to start this season. We hope he can be MVP like the rest of the season and, and you know, kind of protect um, some guys in that lineup. Don't slight Aaron Judge now. We know he's the MVP. Right? <laughs> um, of course. But, but listen, I, I, I agree with you. Just, you know, Stan, uh, Rizzo just appears to have everything there. And I think we take for granted sometimes. The Yankees used to have a lineup full of guys who had World Series rings and experience. Well, that was a long time ago. And Anthony Rizzo is the guy who I think who has to show them that way. Um, but before he comes back, the Yankees have a couple of days in a row, as you mentioned, same lineup. They ran out Judge and Stanton back to back. Um, that won't happen once Rizzo gets back. But I'm wondering, do you like it? I feel like, so, you know, watching the game uh, Saturday and Sunday, and even for like Corey Kluber, who that's his fifth time facing the Yankees in one season. Like, is that a record? Like how many, I feel like five times a lot of time for one guy to face one team, especially a team that he played for that gave him 11 million, the, you know, year before. <laughs> Not <laughs> but, that you're uh, kidding, no. <laughs> it's intimidating. You have two of the best power hitters in the world 
<laughs> that, that you have to face first, judge and then stand, where yep. you know if you make a mistake, that ball is leaving the park. Yeah. So I didn't mind seeing it, especially because we needed it. Um, you needed to start the game off with two guys that have experience, like I said, that are threats to hit the ball out of the park. And uh, if they don't, right, you know, Stanton was working his walks. And, uh, you know, if they don't, uh, if they don't throw strikes, they're going to put guys on. Or if they don't throw strikes, uh, it turns into a knock. So I didn't mind seeing the 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 Twin Towers. That's a terrible reference on uh, yeah. September 12th. But you know what I'm talking about. The Bash yeah. Brothers. What other names do they have for Judge and Stanton? Uh, they're being the, you know, power guys back and forth. When, when Stanton was acquired, people said, oh, we already have a power hitting right fielder. Well, it doesn't hurt to have two guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are definitely striking fear. And having them up in the first inning, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's not going to last. You know, you get Rizzo back and you split these guys up a little bit. Um, but it was it was interesting to see that. And Here's, uh, here's a better one. Here's a better one. The New York baseball giants. Yeah, there you go. That's right. I like it. I like that one a lot. Yeah. It's funny because I've always had this little pet peeve when everyone, you know, they call them the football giants, the New York football giants. Well, there's only one kind. There hasn't been another one the giants for 60 plus years. You don't have to decipher now. Let that go. You know, they, the, the New York football giants, but there are no other New York giants. You know, it's, it's, that's a little pet peeve of mine. Um, Here's something that, you know, we, we talked about last week and we had Randy Wilkins on. Uh, we talked about the, the last time that Derek Jeter was honored. Uh, they retired his number. That was in 2017. And that game was over pretty quickly. First inning, uh, you know, big outburst and, uh, from the Astros and Altuve's hitting home runs. And uh, that game got away quickly. Well, Friday night, you were there, uh, a little air out of the building with, um, with the Tampa Tampa Bay shutting out the Yankees until late in the game. So I got to ask you, do we, do we just stop honoring anybody or, or just Derek Jeter before games? Cause the vibes are not good. No, these guys got to play better and these guys <laughs> got to be able to, you know, stomach all that and handle all that and process all that and still go play a baseball game. It was crazy in there. I said, Derek Jeter gets people to listen and cooperate. I, I've never seen that many people at six 30 in their seats in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> right, not right. for John and Susan Bobblehead, not nope. for postseason games, for Derek Jeter night where the Yankees stress, get there early, get there early. Yep. People listen. They opened the gates 30 minutes early and people were lined up and got in there. And it was a lot. It was a lot. You see people standing, everyone filming. Again, people crying. I talked about how people cried yep. um, during the captain screening. Well, them seeing Jeter actually out there with Tino and Mariano and Pettit and Posada and Cece. It, yep. it just brings back the old vibes. It brings back the old memories. I'm standing out there like, man, I'm an old man now. This is what <laughs> I watched as a kid. This is this was my intro to the baseball, yeah. to the Yankees. Yep. And now I'm standing in Yankee Stadium watching these clips on the big screen. Jeter's got three daughters that have no idea who he is or what yeah. he what he's done for us. And uh, for the Yankees to come out and blow that one after they blew – uh, the one in 2017 where Tanaka pitched and yeah. uh, Springer, I think, led off with a home run and the Astros smoked the Yankees. Uh, it's just like it was like deja vu, but in a different way. Right. It wasn't like the Yankees blew it. Honestly, Aaron Hicks blew it. And uh, I felt bad for Frankie yeah. Montas. I was like, man, imagine going from pitching in the Oakland Coliseum with 3000 people on average at each game. So now you're stepping in to Yankee Stadium on Derek Jeter night. Jeter's throwing the first pitch. You got to shake Jeter's hand before before your start. And you're looking at all these people, Derek Jeter, yeah. 
It's like, whoa, talk That's about who pressure. That's who you're here for. And it's only going to get ramped up even more. Um, but yeah, they need to feel some of that Jeter vibe and not let him down the next time. I think I think it'll be a while before they bring Jeter back for any sort of ceremony because the last two results haven't been in their favor. Uh, <laughs> maybe they'll let him, you know, maybe they'll, you know, I don't even know. Do you want him to throw out the first pitch at a World Series game or something? Because, you know, I don't know. Those vibes don't feel very good right now. No, no, no. I think it's just too much. Jeter was the face of the Yankees, the face of baseball. A, a lot of these guys on the team grew up watching Derek Jeter as yeah, it's sure. just a, it's a lot it's a wave you can feel the wave of emotion coming over people it's a lot to just like play a baseball game after that (laughs) all right so uh listen the yankees are off on monday and it's actually kind of a quiet stretch we talked about you know tampa bay has a lot happening including the five game series with toronto the yankees have three off days in the next 10 so that gives you keith time to do something else to maybe watch something else i want to know on the nights you don't have to watch Yankee baseball coming up, what are you going to be watching? Oh, well, definitely football. I'm a football guy, former football player, played college football. I watched every second of red zone yesterday. I watched the Giants. Shout out to the New York football Giants getting a huge win. Like, that looked different. It looked like a different vibe and energy. So I'll be play, uh, paying close attention to the Giants, the Jets. I'm a Cowboys fan. Unfortunately, their season is already over. I'll be watching. I'll be watching football because I'm, I'm. I've got like four you fantasy you teams. Anything at all? Like uh, something fun? There's nothing else fun. Nothing on Netflix you want to get to? No, I've said else? this on WFAN a ton. I can't watch anything besides sports. I fall asleep. I, I started yeah. She Hulk. I think I'm, I'm. I've seen the first two episodes of She Hulk. Uh, my wife tried to get me to watch The Boys, which is a, a superhero show, but they're like not DC or Marvel comics. I watched the first couple episodes of that, but I snooze. The only thing that can keep my attention are live plays happening. Like I need to see a pitch, a swing. Uh, I need to see the ball snapped. And pretty soon here we're going to have hockey and, and football preseason starting. So I don't know. I'm a sports guy. That's why I'm you in the gotta, sports you, industry. Make time for, you got to make time for something else. And you got to watch The Godfather a couple of more times. Here, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on the list. Watch yeah. The Godfather so I actually Listen, know at uh, least, The Godfather. At least two more times before December 31st. That is that is an assignment. Two times before the end of the year because yeah. I thought back. I was like, I watched The Godfather, I think, when I was in high school. Yeah, I need to yeah. watch it again because like, I don't think I was a like grown man to fully process all of it. It was one of those things like it was yeah. on, I don't know, like yeah. – tnt or something and i watched it no 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 go get get it full uncut no commercials all that stuff okay you got to do that um i'm actually i don't know if i'm going to get to it this week but season five cobra kai i gotta be i I gotta get to it i don't know if i can do it during baseball season season five season five it's out it just came out on friday and i've got a couple of off the netflix series Yes. Wow, I didn't realize they were already in yeah, season five of Cobra Kai spinoff. Yeah, man, you can. There's ten more episodes, so you can you can <laughs> rip those in three off nights in the next ten days. Come on, man. No, I, I just I don't I don't have the time for it. I'm the I'm the nighttime host. I'm up till three thirty four in the morning. Then I wake up <laughs> and I just go go go. I'm on TV. Uh, <laughs> I just don't have oh, any man. time to watch TV. It's like when I'm not watching, I'm I'm studying or or preparing. It's hard being a superstar, Keith. You gotta you gotta (laughs) figure out how to balance that out a little bit. But you're you're a rock star. So I know you will. 
This is BXB. It's the brand new Yankees podcast. We just completed episode four. Go back and check out the archive. We're brought to you from Odyssey, and we're available at all your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe, follow, review, all that jazz. Our producer, Ryan Chichester, doing a good job with the controls. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Please come on back for another episode and enjoy the rest of your week.